Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Marketing. Thank you for listening to the show as always. I hope that you are having a great day. I know that we are in a time of uncertainty right now. So I really hope things are going well and that everyone is staying healthy. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review or rate the show. And then also we are now on Instagram. You can find us at 20 Minute Marketing. If you want any updates on our new episodes and different variations like audiograms and things like that, then please check our page out. Um, I would really appreciate the follow. We are now on episode 22 of the show, so let's get started. I am excited to announce today's guest, who is Lindsay Duncan from Your Allies. So hi, Lindsay. How are you today? Hi, Liam. I'm good. Thank you. That's great to hear. And could you spend a couple of minutes providing us with an introduction on yourself and your allies, please? Sure. So for the last 20 years, my career has been in B2B marketing. Uh, I've enjoyed working in corporates like Experian, SunGuard and Mintel International, where I had uh, had the good fortune of managing teams around the world and, and running marketing globally. Um, equally, I love my time um, uh, working for a fast growth software startup where I rolled my sleeves up and built a, a marketing function from scratch. And then for the last nine years, I've been supporting a whole bunch of really interesting B2B businesses, all shapes and sizes, uh, with a slight slant towards tech, software and AI businesses. That's through my own marketing firm, uh, Your Allies. Uh, And one thing that's been key in my career and that's helped me perform across all of these roles was knowing how to get sales and marketing aligned and working in partnership uh, with my sales counterparts. And I'm sure we're going to touch more on that today. Thanks for the introduction. It's clear that you have lots of experience from working both in-house and with your allies as a marketing consultancy. I've caught up with some of your work in preparation for the episode And I have no doubt that we're going to learn something really valuable and some great content that we can go away and execute right now, which is important with everything that's going on. So if everyone stays tuned, we'll dive right into our chat right away. So to start the episode, we're going to have a quick chat about sales and marketing alignment and why it's essential for business success. I originally planned to spend the entire episode talking about this topic And I know that Lindsay has lots of great insights that she can share um, and she'll probably talk about this topic for more than 20 minutes and it would really be a breeze for her. However, we decided to change the theme to make it more related to COVID-19 and the impact that it's having on our sales and marketing efforts and the short-term strategy that we might need to take in order to adjust. So we're going to start with a few quick questions on alignment and then we'll move on to those short-term tactics and strategies as we move forward. So this all started around 20 years ago for you, Lindsay. Yes, it did. And, and actually, it wasn't until my second career move that I was exposed to what good sales and marketing alignment could achieve. Uh, I was really lucky to be part of, of an enormous overhaul. Um, and so I saw how sales and marketing alignment happened right from the start. Um, I understood how it was structured, how it worked in practice, and I saw the results. And I'm really grateful for that because I've taken those learnings everywhere I've worked since and to every business I I now support. And it may seem obvious, um, but why is it important that senior management do get sales and marketing aligned correctly? If a vision for sales and marketing alignment isn't driven and shared from senior management, there's two things I think will happen. Number one, 
uh, there simply won't be the same pace or the same results achieved without the person or the people at the helm being really fully, truly bought into sales and marketing working closely together. Any initiative to make this happen will lack drive and, and likely it's not going to be prioritised and over time it will just waver. That's been my experience. Uh, the second thing that's likely to happen is that for, for, for sales and marketing alignment to work, each team needs to hear and see the same clear vision coming down from the top through to management level, to every level in, within the business. Everyone has to be clear on the role they play and how they're going to make it work and why they're doing it. And if that isn't coming in unison from senior management, well, it's really unlikely it's going to take off. Uh, that consistency in messaging and being bought into a, a shared vision is really crucial. So where there's no or little senior buy-in, these initiatives tend to stall and just don't have enough impact. It's really clear that it's a joint effort from everyone involved and that the responsibility is equally spread between both sales, marketing and senior management to get things right. Uh, when we do get back into the office, which is hopefully soon, what is one thing that businesses can do if they want to improve their alignment? First and foremost, I would recommend make, making plans to spend more time together. Join each, each other's team meetings, whether that's remotely or face-to-face, -face, and become a part of one another's world and, 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 the, and one another's day-to-day. -day. Knowing what you're each working on, and what, what goals you're working towards uh, should, should unite you. And also by working closer together and being a part of one another's team meetings will help you spot where things maybe aren't so well aligned. I'd also take the opportunity to get out on the road together, make some time for that to happen. Now that could be going to a client or a prospect meeting together, or it might be attending an industry event together. Some of the time that I spent in the car or on the train with my sales counterparts was where I really got to understand their day to day. And it was also where some, we, we had some really good thinking together and thinking time together and came up with great plans. There's also some bonding that I think, particularly given what we're going through now, that, that should become really, that should be prioritized. Take time out, have a coffee, go to breakfast or lunch together, go down the pub for a drink. Um, the, the bonding that happens outside of work is so important, it's really priceless. Um, and also, I guess, on the social side of things, if book clubs are the kinds of things that your teams might respond to, these can work really well. Uh, there's a client of mine that I admire for how they, they do it. They, they have a bi-monthly book club uh, between uh, two teams. Uh, they pick a topic they're all interested in, and it often might be around uh, something to do with the client's world, or it could be something completely non-work related. Everyone reads a different book around a subject. They get together in the pub afterwards and over a few beers, um, share what was useful, what was insightful, and any learnings that they might think uh, are valuable. And, and that's, that's really good, relaxed time together, getting to know one another over books. I really like the idea of the book club. It sounds really interesting. So I asked you to share some different ways that we can align. So it's only fitting that then I move on to another question, which is what impact did that have? Have you got any success stories of, of what that went on to do? Yes, I have a really nice example from a, from a client of ours, actually. And this might seem very simple and very obvious, but trust me, I don't see enough businesses doing this. So for this particular client, marketing needed to be more visible within the company. And so I suggested to the marketing manager that they take some step towards working more closely with sales. 
So I recommended that each month they sit down and review the previous month's leads together with sales. It took a bit of courage. I had to you know, remind that marketing manager to not be precious of those leads, park pride at the door. And the output of those sessions were inc invaluable. Sales got to share the good and the bad and the ugly when it came to the leads that were coming in. And they were, it was a really open and honest conversation. And in turn, the marketing manager got to feed all of that understanding into the next round of planning and future marketing initiatives. The sales team really respected the marketing manager for, first of all, driving that initiative and for listening and taking it on board. And that was intel that would only improve future marketing initiatives. And for me, that's a really strong example of how sales and marketing alignment can work well for both teams and then obviously for the business too. And that really shows how good, open and honest communication can have a real impact, which is especially important now considering that most of us are remote working. And this kind of leads us on to the next part of the episode as we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and the short-term challenges that both the sales and marketing teams might be facing and how we can overcome them. And I know that working remotely has impacted myself and our team. It's resulted in less interaction. It makes it a little bit more of a challenge to keep up with what each other are doing and, and how we're getting on with our work. So my first question really would be, how can we make that adjustment to make sure that we keep aligned and stay focused? Okay, Liam, I've, I've got three things to recommend here. First of all is as a business and as sales and marketing teams have really clear objectives for the period ahead. Second is keep the communication up, video calls particularly. I really recommend seeing one another's faces regularly don't just use the telephone, use video calls. It's key right now. And finally, work together to stay focused. And I say that because more than ever before, you know, I'm seeing marketing and sales teams having to be incredibly mindful of their time, of budget and of resource. That all needs to, to work harder. And similarly, be mindful of where your clients and prospects are. And that's both professionally and personally. Every single one of us is being affected by this virus. So it's not just enough to understand what your clients and prospects, businesses are going through. When you're reaching out to these people, you have to be mindful of what they might be going through personally too. So work together as best you can to understand that. And how frequently do you think we should be speaking? Is it weekly, daily or, or even hourly? Yeah, that's a little, little hard to say. And, you know, it will vary from business to business. But, you know, if I had to say something, then right now, maybe daily or every other day feels like a sensible starting point. I think you've got to agree on that kind of frequency together. But make sure you're seeing one another's faces via video conference. I'm going to say that again. It's really important right now. It's really easy too with apps like Zoom and even something like House Party which a lot of people are using to chat with their friends right now. And you could just hop on there and maybe at lunchtime play a quick game or just catch up with your sales and marketing team and find out how everyone's doing. So that's a really valuable app that people are, are using that might they might not know that you might not know that it exists. And moving away from alignment, do you have any other advice for people working remotely that are still trying to hit targets and stay focused? Yes, have, have tools in place that let you communicate and chat easily. There's tons of them out there. Um, 
there's lots to choose from but it's equally important to have some rigor around this uh, because it's easily easy to get distracted uh, with all these chat platforms and calls uh, and so you have to be respectful of people's times as well so as a business I think you should have some new protocols around this so that could be using statuses to your status to, to show whether you're available or whether you've got your head down working on something to so come up with some rules so that people can understand what's appropriate um, yeah that's my advice yeah that's really helpful especially the point that you made about changing your status and whether you're active or not especially when people are taking lunches or breaks and you're not quite sure whether they're there and they're available. We're just going to turn our attention to strategy now. So let's start with sales, which is something that we don't always cover on the show. But how can we adjust from a sales standpoint? Well, sadly, lots of sales forces are grounded for the time being. And so more than ever before, they need to make the most, most out of other tools that are in their sales toolkit. So for B2B, which is my world, LinkedIn and social selling must be a focus for both sales and marketers. We know that there are 25 million users in the UK on LinkedIn. We know that around 18% of them are either decision, senior decision makers or senior influencers. And there's also a lot of evidence that tell us, tells us that the top sales performers rely heavily on social selling and deem it critical for success. So if you couple all of that with the fact that on average, whilst there are lots of people on LinkedIn, on average, we're only on there for about 17 minutes a month. Now that might be increasing right now, given that more people will be leaning on that platform in the absence of face-to-face. -face. But let's assume what's that, what that's telling us is we haven't got long to make an impression. Now that doesn't include sales, by the way, who are spending anything between 14 and 40 hours on LinkedIn every month. So with those 17 minutes in mind, you have to make an impact immediately. There aren't any second chances here. So it means that your first outreach, that could be a connection request or an email or, or uh, email needs to be incredibly well-crafted, well thought through and personalized and helpful and engaging. It means that your profile has to be on point. People are gonna be looking at those even more in the absence of seeing you face-to-face -face or at networking events, for example. So you have to have all of that on point. And similarly, it means that what you're posting, what you're sharing and how you're engaging on LinkedIn is really well thought through. So for me, sales teams right now need to have more rigor around how they use LinkedIn and their approach to social selling. If you were to add up the, the time that salespeople spend on LinkedIn and, and work out the cost of your business, it's really significant. So let's take an average B2B sales salary, which sits around 30K. Uh, that could be costing a business. If we think about those 14 to 40 hours spent every month on LinkedIn, that could be costing between 1.4K and 7K each year per person to a business. So you need to know that your salespeople are confident, that they know what to do and what to focus on LinkedIn, and they're being efficient when they're doing it. And you need to know how to track the results there. It can be a bit of a rabbit hole otherwise. Uh, there's a lot of misspent time and lost opportunities here. It's really clear that we do need to shift our focus to social selling. So I'm glad that you gave some great tips on how to sell, especially using LinkedIn there. An interesting question that I have now is that, do you think we should be putting cold calling on the back burner or should our sales team be continuing to call as normal? We're all going through some really uncertain times and we don't know how long this period will last. 
So when it comes to cold calling, I would strongly recommend that any efforts here are carefully revised and thought through. As I said before, we've got to be really mindful of the people we're calling, where they might be personally and professionally right now. So if you're calling about a service or a product that can genuinely help, given the circumstances, you know, make that clear up front. So it's very clear why you're calling and how you can help. And also ask if it's appropriate to speak right now. So take care is my advice. Get it right. I have this, um, this image in my head when someone's trying to make a cold call and there's someone on the other end of the phone that is trying to keep up with work while entertaining their children, maybe keeping up with the news, doing a few other things. Um, and maybe that call comes in and they just aren't in the right mind frame to focus. And as a result, the timing of the call means that they say no, when actually they may have had an interest four weeks ago or maybe in six months time. So I do think it's really essential that we think about timing. And if the call can wait, then I'd recommend doing that. You could be harming yourself in the long term by making a call right now. And then LinkedIn is obviously um, a great alternative alongside email, maybe. But one challenge with that is that it's harder to convince someone to buy something over words than it is to pick up the phone because you can't show your personality and emotions and and build a report with, with the client. So how do you think we can make good first impressions using the platform? Do your research really thoroughly research the business that you're approaching understand the people and the, the person within that business that you, you want to communicate with the issues and the challenges they're facing so that when you are when you are communicating with them it's incredibly tailored and personalized and helpful uh, that's my advice take time to get that part right and of course don't be pushy so let's flip the focus now to the marketing team. So how can the marketing department support the sales team to make sure that this process is easier for all of us? Yes. Yeah, so so if I, if I was to go back to my point about LinkedIn and social selling, one of the things that I know would help salespeople right now is having messages and content that they can use en masse. Now, these still have to be messages that can be personalized and tailored, but marketing can help. By, by providing templates which are well written that the salespeople can then use so that they're not having to sit there and scratch their heads every single time they want to send a connection request message or an email or an email. So marketing can help and marketing can also help by making sure that they have content that's fit for purpose given the new situation we find ourselves in, again, that the salespeople can use uh, to stay front of mind with their audience. And I know a lot of marketing budgets and long-term strategies have been impacted. They've either, either been reduced or put on hold temporarily. So besides maybe helping the sales team with writing content and sharing things, is there anything else that the marketing team can be doing right now? Sadly, Liam, that is the situation we all find ourselves in now. So I would point to social selling again. I would look to create helpful content. Now that assumes that there's capabilities in-house to produce that content, but think about what content you can produce yourselves and focus on the channels which are more cost-effective or, or free, perhaps. Think about good old-fashioned letters. Um, emails and social media are also obvious. Uh, podcasts, what we're doing right now. Could podcasts work for your business? And in, in the place of face-to-face -face events, physical events, consider if you can make webinars work for you in the interim. It's interesting that you mentioned direct mail. That could be a great channel for us to use right now since everyone's at home and post is still getting delivered as far as I know. 
Yeah, I do have one final question. I'm interested in your opinion on how marketers can keep things ticking over from a content aspect. So I've noticed that some businesses are going about the business as normal. Others have sort of quietened down. And then there are some other businesses that have gone all in and are using um, the opportunity to share pictures of employees at home, blog posts on how you can use their services to combat the virus, etc. And I do try to avoid mentioning other brands on the show. But if you look at, say, Sports Direct and how they've handled the situation, it's pretty fair to say that that's backfired for them. So is there, is there a right or wrong way to approach it? I would recommend pausing for a moment to take stock of things. Try and gauge where your clients and prospects are. What do they need right now? What are they facing? And then revisit your content. Think about what genuinely will be helpful to them right now before just sharing what you were going to share in the first place, for example. Equally, avoid any virus-related content that's just for the sake of it. You know, we're all getting probably a bit of COVID-19 fatigue right now. And on the, on the flip side, if you continue to push your business as usual content, you risk damaging your reputation. So pause, take stock and understand what your clients and prospects need before you embark on sharing any content. Yeah, I think that's really important to hear. I think unless content is extremely valuable and helps people that are already thinking about purchasing then if not, put it on the back burner. Then when things clear up, you have some great content to share with prospects when they are in a much better place and can start thinking about purchasing again. So we're just going to wrap up the main chat now and move on to the final section. I'll be asking Lindsay a couple of fun questions on her career and any advice that she can give. So stay tuned. So I'm going to ask two quick fire questions in this section. I know that we spent a lot of time in the main section, so we're probably over a little bit. So first of all, Lindsay, if you could give one piece of advice to fellow marketers, then what would it be? Think about the commercial ROI of what you're doing. So 20 years ago, when I started out my marketing career, we were limited in the way that we could measure the impact of our marketing compared to today, where because of digital marketing largely, there's infinite amounts of metrics that we can use. But still, I don't see marketers on the whole really putting that to the right use. And by that, I mean thinking through how every piece of marketing activity is supporting the business objectives and how that relates to commercial ROI. Make that a really keen focus of everything you do, and that will make you a strong marketer. And the second part of this answer is understand sales. It's very connected to, to commercial ROI. Understand sales understand how that part of your business works and that will make you an incredibly strong marketer. I like that you mentioned sales as it overlaps with the episodes quite quite nicely. A fun question to finish with is what is your favourite thing about marketing? Uh, it's a hard one but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's mentoring which is part of what I do now. It's really enjoyable to now get to use my experience to help other marketing professionals grow and I love seeing that put to good use um, within the businesses they're working for to drive forward results. So, so there's, it's two, there's, there's two rewards here, and that's helping a professional grow, helping a marketer grow, and then seeing the impact that has on the business that they're working in. It's incredibly rewarding. And particularly around times, hard times right now is being able to help marketers and businesses 
um, through tough times. Yeah, that's that's definitely what's most rewarding for me. Yeah, so let's finish the episode right there. Thank you, Lindsay, for being a great guest. Thank you, Liam, an absolute pleasure. And stay tuned for some really exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know that I'll take a lot from it and hopefully we can use Lindsay's advice both now and when we get back into the office. So yes, stay safe and I'll see you soon.